The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Infinite Campus. When you don't have the people that are using it wanting to use it, hmm. whereas if they're wanting to use it and they're coming with coming to you and asking you to help them do something with it, that's that's easy peasy. That's a that's a cool thing. But having to push it on someone when they don't want it, that's difficult. Yeah. And not fun. No. We had a meeting where a user said, this system sucks. It won't work. And another user said, oh my gosh, no. This is so easy. This is what you want to do. You just do this, 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 and this. That other person became converted and is now the greatest champion. Hello and welcome to Transforming K-12 Education at Infinite Campus Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Snell. Infinite Campus is a student information system used by 2,000 school districts across 45 states, supporting a total of 8 million students. This podcast explores our corporate mission by diving into our customers' stories and experiences of how they are transforming K-12 for their students, staff, and communities. Today's episode is part two of a two-part series on implementing new software and technologies in K-12 education. Last time, we heard from Infinite Campus Manager of Implementation Services, Stephanie Moracek, who shared common challenges that she's seen when districts implement new technologies and the critical components of a successful implementation project. Next up, we're gonna introduce our special guests Lisa Montreef from Monroe County Intermediate School District in Michigan, serving 20 member school districts between two counties. Kim Allen from Pioneer Union Elementary School District in California with approximately 1,500 students. And Russell Graham from Nebo School District in Utah with approximately 35,000 students. My name is Lisa Montry. I am the Assistant Superintendent for Curriculum and Instruction for Monroe County Intermediate School District. My area covers everything from technology through English learners through anything to do with curriculum and instruction on the general ed side. My name is Kim Allen. Uh, I work for Pioneer Union Elementary School District in a city called Hanford, California. It's in San Joaquin Valley. Uh, small district K-8. Uh, again, I'm the IT director and I also am in charge of data. My name is Russell Graham and I'm a programmer analyst from our IT department. And we have a district of about 35,000 students. What has been your school or district's motivation to implement new technology solutions? One of the motivations is when your student information system vendor decides to discontinue your product and you're forced to go with somebody else, that's one motivation. If it's a hardware issue, sometimes like right now we're going through a process where we're converting projectors over to interactive projectors. Um, there's a need. If it's software, sometimes it'll be a teacher that'll come forward and say, you know, we have a bunch of different curriculum programs that we use, but we have a need for something that the programs we currently have don't. It comes from different directions. That makes sense. We've had the situation where someone has decided to purchase a piece of software and say, now that we've purchased it, can you make it work? So correct me if I'm wrong. So it's it's someone outside of the technology department, perhaps at the at a building level that purchases software. Maybe I want to use this in my classroom 
and then hoping that'll get supported by your technology department? Well, I can give you a specific example. A policy piece of software was being purchased that would include videos and so forth that all employees needed to watch and then sign off on an acceptable use agreement and various other things like that. After that software was purchased, it was found out that one of the requirements or the way they thought they were going to implement the software was not going to be an option that would function within the way we were doing our technology. Fortunately, there was a secondary option that we could use to actually make the software work. Lisa, how about you? I know you are at an ISD or what we like to call ESA, Educational Service Agencies, where you have a number of member districts. So how about from your perspective, what have been some of those motivations? We cover um, two counties, actually. We try to bring users together and really look at and being proactive in what our stakeholders need, our students and staff and then seeing if we can't streamline and make sure it works within all of our networks. And then um, working closely with curriculum and IT to make sure it will work and meet the most needs and be the most cost beneficial to the districts. That makes a lot of sense. But that isn't to say that somebody doesn't buy something and want it to work with everything that we have at the consortium level. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yes. So then we work and do everything else to try and get everything to work and sure. keep track of who has what. Plug it in. Right. This should work, right? <laughs> Just plug it in. Who are the key stakeholders that you've involved when trying to decide to implement a new solution? The best case scenario is when the various departments who are kind of over that area are heavily involved right from the get-go with the project and IT is kind of a partner on the side to help look at the data integration side of things and various other parts of that particular process. With some of the larger pieces such as a student information system or a finance system, that then needs to go across a broader um, section of individuals to include counseling departments, secondary and elementary education departments for us, secretarial side of things. And so I know that we've found our best success is when we have kind of a broad cross-section of people that are looking at making the evaluation and then helping to come up with the training plan and so forth. And I suppose, I mean, those systems involve so many different stakeholder groups that you really need those representatives. They each have a different lens that they view things from. Mm -hmm. And there are perspectives that are unique to each particular area that their insight is very valuable and things can be missed in an implementation if they're not at the table or involved in this discussion side of it. Fair enough. For us, it's incredibly important that IT and curriculum are very close together, working on things together. We have some districts in our area where they're separated and there's not a lot of communication between the two and those that causes a lot of problems because IT has a completely different view of how things need to go and the curriculum will come up with something and then IT can't support it and so on. So I personally talk with our curriculum director um, a lot, make sure that we're on the same page. I'm going to have a kind of a different perspective on who's involved in the decision making. I, I think sometimes you don't have as many people involved. Sometimes it just has to happen because it's it's needed and there'll be some resistance. 
it doesn't matter because we have to go forward. And I think about, you know, we have these old projectors and the teachers just absolutely love them, but it's old technology and we're having trouble finding parts for them. So we are going forward with a, a new a new product. Now with the student information system, completely different. We involved everyone in that. The office staff, teaching staff, we needed it, but we needed everyone to, to be able to use it effectively. And we wanted to make sure that the user interface was easy to use for every, all parties and coming at it from a different perspective. I mean, attendance for teachers and the office staff has to use it in a different way. So we involved pretty much everyone in that decision. But sometimes yeah. you can't. Sometimes you can't involve everyone because it won't matter what their what their opinion is. You have to change. So Lisa, how about you from an ISD perspective? It not only affects your organization, but your member districts as well. How do you recruit that group for evaluation and implementation. So in looking at what's being implemented, so if it's hardware versus software determines which people are invited to the table to help with the decision. If it's hardware, it's all just our IT staff from our local district and our ISDs. If it's software related, then looking at who the end users are and making sure there's representation across the board. And then the decision is made at a higher level but we will do a questionnaire or survey to make sure and get everybody's feedback in order to make the most informed decision and to be as transparent as possible across all the districts and all the entities. And have you found, has there been any difficulty, like when you're doing that evaluation or that implementation, getting those different stakeholder groups involved with that process, is that ever a hurdle that you encounter? We find that if we know something is coming down, that the more communication and the more transparent we are, the more likely they are to get involved and people will come out of the woodwork to answer questions if they're very passionate about it and to just have information. And that's what we found when we did our SIS implementation. We even let yeah. parents and students know that we were making a change before we decided what we were going to. And then when we made a decision, we told them what we were going to. It helped reduce the stress level and get people more actively engaged and allowed them to be more open and receptive and not resistant to change. Usually I found that there is somebody who's interested and invested enough that if, and they view it as if I become a part of the process, then I'll make sure that it works for me as well. Oh. And so usually there's somebody who's willing to do that, but we also have tried to involve those individuals as part of the training so that it comes across differently when they see a peer as a part of the training, as opposed to this is just the IT department making this. But when a peer is a part of the training, it just carries across differently to some of those groups that would struggle. I'm sure, yeah. I, to I totally agree with that. I, I feel like when you have a teacher that's a champion for a product, it goes along very much easier than when I say, you're going to do this. So instead of what is technology doing to us, I see my peer up in front training me on the system and sh reassuring that this is going to be a, a good move for all of us. And they're talking to their peers, you know, they're in the faculty lounge, you know, chatting it up saying, hey, you know, we got a product coming. It's really cool. And this is what I've done with it. And then all of a sudden, you know, that spreads, it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Instead of you getting an email saying we're changing and this is what you need to do from, you know, the IT department or an administrator or whatever, it, it goes a lot more when it's a grassroots kind of thing instead of um, a top down decision. 
What are some other things that your organization has had to do to prepare your staff for success? Well, for student information, it was quite the process because we wanted to make sure everybody had the ability to have an opinion on what they thought was, you know, the better product because we ended up with two different products that we were evaluating and we gave them um, the opportunity to tell us what was most important for them as far as the ability of the product. And of course, we got completely different answers from teachers versus office staff versus administrators and so on. And we took that list and we sent out a, a Google form and said, hey, what's your top five things that you need this product to do? And then we just kind of kept winnowing it down to a group that came, that met together. And then we did an evaluation process based on the top five or 10 things that we needed the product to do. And that's how we made our decision. Uh, but it took a long time, but everyone had an opportunity to voice their opinion. They had skin in the game. You know, they were able to um, tell us what they thought was most important. And we actually did use that for our decision process. Not every implementation goes smoothly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so I, I think that's a part that has to be stated. And part of that is the willingness of the various other stakeholders to engage early uh -huh. in a part of the planning process. And when they don't, um, the likelihood of success goes way down. I, I think one of the other things that I would say that we have done with several is continuing that beyond the implementation process itself. So okay, let's get up and running. But after that, continuing to meet with those stakeholder groups, when you start out, you're trying to just get to a functional state, but there are capabilities in the software that you just can't get to year one. Mm -hmm. And so to continue going forward, continuing to involve that stakeholder group has been very helpful to us as well. Especially in a student information system that has so many different modules and functionality. It's not possible to use all of that no. beginning on day one. So I appreciate you, you saying that, Russell. That's something that we constantly talk about in our organization, that, that learning, the learning our system can't end at, at Go Live. We need to provide multiple opportunities beyond that for that, that professional development to continue. That way our districts can continue to maximize their investment in our system. We found that all that to be true, but even prior to implementation during the planning process to bring a core group or several groups together to work with the stakeholders and keep them on task and excited in the communication phase going forward. And that's continued past implementation, putting networking into place, yeah. giving the stakeholders from different groups a chance to get together periodically and network and help solve and train each other and keep moving forward. For districts that don't do that, we find that they get stuck in a moment in time and write new functionality never really comes into fruition. So hearing that the continuation of, and that's definitely something that my team could continue to promote yeah. during implementation, right? And encourage districts to do that because then you're always, you're building. Like you said, Lisa, you're moving forward. Products change over time. They evolve yeah. and there's staff turnover. So someone might be trained in a system based on the functionality that's been used since implementation, but there might be other areas of the product that have yet to be explored. And on top of all the products we offer, right there, we're on a four week release cycle. So every four weeks, there's something that's coming, whether that affects every district or not, right? So those things need to be reviewed. So it's good to hear.
Yeah. But those things are being continued. Agreed. What have been some of the biggest surprises during your implementation projects? Any lessons that you've learned along the way from implementation to implementation? Before we made a change with the student information system, we actually did some site visits. Mm. And we heard frequently, we love the software, but we kind of struggled out of the gate because we didn't train as much as we could. So one of my big takeaways was train early and often. Like it. That I found to be very advantageous um, to the success of a software process. One of the things that we added onto that was in addition to the site visits is actually getting the sandbox or being able to utilize some of the pieces. Even with hardware, we'll ask for a test or ask for things to be brought in so that we understand fully how it works and can do hands-on, which helps alleviate some stress. Because even going through the training, they're like, oh, it does that. Yep, that's easy. That's easy. That's easy. And then you get to day one. I have to do this live. And it's like, oh, my gosh, everything goes out the window. Yeah. And to give that extra reinforcement and their extra time. Oh, I remember doing it because I actually did it in the system, in the sandbox. Sure. You've had that hands-on experience already. I've been surprised. Sometimes I think, okay, we've got this. We're, we're, we're ready to go with it. And then it blows up. And sometimes I'm thinking, oh, we're not ready. And then it goes smoothly. I go back and I wonder what was wrong or what did we do right? And sometimes I don't know, but it surprises me because the anticipated results, not always the result. Student information system, it went pretty well considering it's such a big thing. But sometimes we implement like software packages or something like that and it just falls flat and you just go back and reevaluate and try to make it better the next time. What are some of the successes that you've seen when implementing a new software solution? I feel like infinite campus imp implementation at least went really well. You know, you have a core, you have a go live core. You know, yeah. you have to do attendance, you have to do scheduling. There's things you have to do on the first day. But then there's other, these other things that are really cool to have, like RTI and things like that. Well, we had a plan that we were gonna implement some of these other um, things and we had a calendar of how it was gonna happen. They come to us and say, hey, you know, we have this need, Is can Infinite Campus fill this need? And so then we go ahead and, you know, we use that and we change our calendar and we try to deal with the needs as they come. And that's how it's worked. And those that use the product a lot will come to us and ask us, hey, we have a need from this particular organization or whatever, and we want to be able to see if uh, Infinite Campus can solve that problem. And so that's worked out really well for us. And we haven't even scratched the surface because it's changing all the time. We found that also, but my greatest success is when someone says, I was not for this product, I did not want to use it. And now after I've seen it and I've used it and all the training I've received in that, I'm very happy because it is phenomenal. And that's awesome because I don't think they realize how much work goes into the planning of an implementation. They see the end product after they're being asked their opinions and all, but that, there's a lot of stuff that happens before that. Yeah, that's satisfying. My experience has been that we work best as a partner to help these projects happen, but it has to involve the others or the success is just not as high. I'll say I do like your implementation process in involving all the people in the different areas as part of those project team meetings and keeping everyone informed and having that network of people that then you can reach out to that have their areas of specialty that help with that conversion and implementation process. Great, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great <laughs> feedback. 
That is good feedback. And I'll say something about that too. I mean, we had a train the trainer model. Um, we were like on a fast track. I mean, we were training and going into the product, go live. It was like a really tight window. And the train the trainer, they came in and they learned, our staff learned a particular part of the program and then went out and delivered their knowledge to their staff. That worked really well because then they became the champion for that particular part of the program. Mm. And they're the ones that are coming now back to me and saying, hey, we've used this now. We want to use something else. We want to do something else with it. Very nice. I would kind of echo some of those same thoughts in that companies that have built in as a part of their process engagement from multiple departments, that helps us in terms of having discussions with our district staff in terms of them recognizing, oh, this isn't something that just the IT department is saying, this is something that the software company is saying. And so that actually does help us quite a bit. Hmm. That's great. And learning our language. <laughs> so learning the words and doing it, because I remember working with the Infinite Campus trainers with our people in learning the terminology. So we were all on the same page, talking the same. Because yeah. as you move from system to system, the terms are different. And so having that common understanding and building that crosswalk really helped. That's important. Not only is terminology different from system to system, but we're across the country and the terminology is different in various regions of the country. And I'm sure, Stephanie, you could probably speak to this, but I'm sure it varies from district to district as well. Well, yeah, it's no different than any other industry, really, right? And no district operates the same way. They all do business and processes a little bit differently. And so we make sure to focus on that during our discovery and fit gap processes to address those things. And Lisa's correct, right? We need to learn that your lingo too, right, to make it fit. So when we're training, it makes sense to the folks that are receiving the trainings. Yeah, I would probably say one other piece that's helped us be successful with software implementations is conversations with other school districts. And I say that partly because the software company can speak to how the software works, but then various users will figure out ways to use the software to accomplish tasks that they need to get done. Mm. And so those conversations across various users groups I found also to help us with our implementations as various different ideas are discussed in terms of, well, we had this need and this is how we took care of it. And it's like, oh, that might work for us as well. So I would just add that another piece that I found helpful with implementations has been those user group conversations or conversations with various other districts. And I know as an organization, we, we try to provide those networking opportunities at user groups mm -hmm. and some of the other events, yearly events series and things like that for, for customers to connect with one another because that's important. Yeah, that practical application has huge impact. It does. What do you hope your school district will get out of that implementation of a, of a new software solution? The person who's the biggest naysayer, that person comes forward and says, this is great. This is a much better solution than the one we had for. You can live on that for a while <laughs> after all the work you went through. They become your greatest champions and they help mm -hmm. move the product forward. We want to keep using this. We want to use it more. We want more information. They help drive it and you just try and keep up and stay ahead of them. But having to push it on someone when they don't want it, that's difficult. Yeah. And not fun. 
No, we had a meeting where a user said, this system sucks, it won't work. And another user said, oh my gosh, no, this is so easy. This is what you want to do. You just do this, 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 and this. That other person became converted and is now the greatest champion. I've just saved hours from what used that's to be good. my process. So I would say that's, that's another benchmark. That's a huge win. We all know educators don't have more time. Absolutely. Right. Thanks again, all of you, for participating in this. It was very fun for me. I appreciate hearing all of your perspectives and look forward to connecting again soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're tuning in from. If you are an Infinite Campus customer and want to continue the conversation, join us on the moderated forums in the campus community. If you want to learn more about Infinite Campus in our student information system, go to www.infinitecampus.com. There you can register for an overview demonstration of Infinite Campus. Again, my name is Peter Snell. Thanks so much for listening to Transforming K-12 Education.